Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. This is the... Some part of me wants you to witness the wrestling with the emergence of new phenomena in your life in order to normalize it so that you don't think that you're doing it wrong when something new wants to come through and it doesn't come through like in a single page PDF download that you can easily just print out and distribute to all of your friends. (laughs) But that idea of um, we have an idea and it's just so clear and then it comes into existence like by next Tuesday. Um, that's a movie thing. That's a trope. That's a TikTok time condensation thing. Um, time compression thing of like, um, that's not reality. And so I want to normalize that. That eight weeks ago, I told you a bunch of things. I told you that my mom is dying. I told you that my uh, my deepest inclination is to become a beacon of joy this year so as to not go completely under and drown in grief and martyrdom. Grief perhaps, but martyrdom I will not accept. And then I was silent. And that's, that's a thing um, that my, my, yeah, one of my defense mechanisms is silence. And one of the things I internalized really early on was that if I didn't have something incredible to say just don't say anything at all and if I am sad then I can't be incredible um, is the key thing that kept me from that because it isn't uh, it was like you have to be in this emotional range in order to be allowed to speak and I held myself to that for a really long time but that emotional range is really narrow <laughs> that I tried to keep myself to And it means that, like, if all of your emotions are 88 piano keys, I was like, well, these seven are all right to talk about with everyone else. And everything else, I just have to deal with until I'm in that emotional range of these seven emotions, these seven emotional notes, and then it's fine. So I gave that up. Um, I gave up that I have to be in a certain emotional range in order to be allowed to speak. 
And I'm talking speaking in general. I'm not talking about speaking on a podcast. I'm talking about literally using my voice to express words. So I just freed myself of that. Like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. And we're going to speak through it all. And we're going to do it in a way that helps everyone who listens to be able to do the same thing. So I want to talk about a two models of the world and a source of my ongoing anger with them. And then um, the surprise 10,000 hours. That's what I want to talk about, which I know is not it means I know where we're going. It doesn't mean that you know where we're going or that what that means, but that's for me. <laughs> so a thing that happened, and I wrestled with this for years, um, and I wrestled with it in the form of deep, 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 deep rage because I couldn't articulate what it is or how it was affecting me. I only knew that I hated it and I wanted it to stop, but I didn't know how because I couldn't name it or see it clearly. So there are these two models within capitalism that I think are really interesting. So one of the things I've had to accept is that I have yet to see a viable alternative to capitalism be presented that could happen in my lifetime. There are lots of experiments and emergent strips, places and spots and ways, but capitalism appears to be pretty much just fucking dominating the world until such time as we don't have a planet anymore. And so I have to get on board with capitalism in my heart of hearts and in my being, even though I have no, it's compulsory to participate in, I have to get on board with it, with my soul. Like, even though this is causing all this harm, how do I participate in this? If you're my people, you probably have this thing too. I mean, capitalism is clearly causing infinite harm. And you're not, you're not able to withdraw from it. You can make less money, but that won't withdraw you from capitalism. That will just mean you have less money and therefore less agency to move about capitalism. So early in my, we'll call it a career, sure. Uh, I was in, I was able to see a lot of behind the scenes things. No, I actually don't want to tell you that. That's part of the second part. Two models. The first is produce and reproduce. Now, every industry that you have ever seen is based on produce and reproduce. Running a franchise is reproducing something that's been produced. Uh, Everything Tony Robbins has ever done is produce and then reproduce. Everything... um, And I mean that because he comes up with a thing and then he wants you to be able to do exactly the thing that he's done. Every six-step program is produce and reproduce. Does that make sense? Um, Every industry is produce and reproduce. Now, I happen to come at it through the photography industry, which is presumably artistic. But the industry of it is produce and reproduce. I have made these images with these presets. I will sell you the presets. I have made this business model using these specific methods. I will teach you these specific methods. I have figured out how to get an average sale of $12,000. I will tell you exactly how I get 
a sale of $12,000. It's produce and reproduce, produce and reproduce, produce and reproduce. I know how to do a thing. You become, I will teach you how to be a coach who helps people do that thing. This, this was brought up because there is one, there's only one company that I, I want to say hate follow, but it's more like a, it's a South star. Like we have North stars. Everybody knows my fucking North star is Bruce Springsteen. South stars are the people who keep you, who remind you, this is a Rob Bell term, the South star of exactly who is the opposite of who you want to be and who you, how you want to function in the world. So this company is my South star. And this morning (laughs) I opened an email that was like, we do all of these things. And now you can be a coach who becomes, who's trained to do all of these things because you, so join the first cohort of it's produce and reproduce. So it was these phenomenal individuals rising to the top, making this company and doing these things. And now it's, oh, we figured out the system. So produce and reproduce, produce and reproduce, produce and reproduce. And what produce and reproduce does is it makes system of, systems of hierarchy. It has to. It has to make systems of hierarchy in order to work. So there's a head coach and then there's sub coaches and then there's coach teachers and trainers and there's people hiring the coaches. And then we bring you on eventually to become a coach. Like it, it's every MLM that's ever existed is going to be hierarchical in nature. You want to get to the top. Every person who's ever tried to sell you young living essential oils is trying to move up a hierarchical structure. Because produce and reproduce. We've told you how to do this. If you just do this, you can get to the next level. It's where terms like next level come from. Produce and reproduce. And I did very well in the produce and reproduce model. Like I had my six-figure launch to the produce and reproduce model. I figured out how to do these wonderful, wonderful things with in-person sales. And you can reproduce them. And people reproduce them really, really beautifully. Right? And then I got bored as fuck. And so I tried to make a new thing like I produce and then I'll just reproduce this and I'll hold this class again next year and I'll hold this class again next year. I just wanted to keep to find the perfect form, lock it in and then keep selling it year on year on year on year. That's the dream. That's the dream that because I've never seen anyone do it differently than that. Right. So there's a signature program and every person that wants to sell you make a signature program and then how to sell a signature program and then how to keep selling a signature program. And that listen to how quickly I'm speaking. I am fired up and then get affiliates to sell the signature program and get those affiliates to bring you more people to get more affiliates to sell the signature program. It is a hierarchical structure of produce and reproduce year upon year upon year upon year upon year. And it is boring as fuck to me. That's what I've found. Because I didn't realize that what I was, I couldn't discern that the other option is create. Now, if I, if we look at what I've done in the last 12, 13 years of having a business, if produce and reproduce is the model, I have failed utterly, just utterly failed to create a produce and reproduce model. But if the other alternative is creation, can you hear it's like you can hear my soul relax. So I made this thing, right? I made this portrait business 
And then I was like, oh my God, I know how to eliminate this pain point of people that are also trying to run a portrait business. So there was a creation and then there was a produce and reproduce. And then like I wrote books. I've like everything that I've done has been creating classes, programs, guides, containers, workshops, experiences to help relieve the pain that is created by the produce and reproduce system, the pain of capitalism, the pain of trying to operate as a as a creative being in a world that's just trying to force you into produce and reproduce. An industry, anytime, I don't care what it is, DJ industry, entertainment industry, photography industry, accounting industry. It doesn't matter what word comes before that. Industry leads to produce and reproduce. And when you are a creative individual, they will try and suck you into industry so that you can produce and reproduce. That's part of it. You've already produced. Now, do you want to reproduce? And every individual that's come to me with a vague sense of, I want to, have, I want to make passive income. That will be the vague sense of what they want. That means that you would like to enter the produce and reproduce cycle. And the truth is, I can't fucking help you because I have absolutely no interest in the produce and reproduce cycle. I saw this. I'm just going to shit talk. I saw uh, a dear friend of mine had a book by Gary Vee about emotions on his coffee table. And I laughed in his face and said, what the fuck are you doing with this? And he was like, oh, my girlfriend got it for me. I was like, this is a piece of shit. If you want to learn about emotions, don't learn it from a an entrepreneurial produce and, produce and reproduce white dude. <laughs> He's going to teach you how to weaponize emotion, not how to feel emotion, which is what needs to happen to enter into create. Because as long as you are unable to feel your being and your body and what you desperately, desperately desire and what desperately, desperately wants to be born, you're going to be stuck in produce and reproduce. I guess my options are, and it's only going to be what you can see or find on Pinterest, only going to be what you can see online. And so you're going to be like, all right, which one of these do I want to reproduce? Wrong question. Just wrong question. Not What's already out there that I would like to reproduce? What do I want to create? Holy shit. The life force that is in what do I want to create versus what do I want to reproduce? You are not a fucking copy machine. And if you have an interest in being a copy machine, if you have an interest in being a person who runs a franchise, fantastic. All of my work from here going forward will not be interesting to you at all at all. Because what I want to unlock with you, with my people together is how to create and keep creating and do so with vitality and joy. How do you keep being ruthlessly, ruthlessly, ruthlessly redirected back to yourself, your desires, your intuition, your being, your deepest desires for the world? Because in a produce and reproduce model, I would have a brand bio and then I would teach you exactly how to make a brand bio and then I could sell making a brand. Do you see what I mean? That it's very simply like I make a thing and then I figure out how to reproduce the thing and then I sell you the reproduction of the thing and then perhaps you learn to reproduce the thing. I want to make something unreproducible every single time. Every time you were in a room with me live, 
I want you to know that that's never happened before and it's never going to happen again. It is a unique set of circumstances and it is my job when you are in a room with me to find the things, the situations, the events, the experiences, the words, the conversations that can only happen in that room at that time. That's the beauty and the gift. That's where all the joy and the fire is. And if you just need me to have three hour-long speeches that I give over and over and over and over again, I'm already bored. I'm already fucking bored. Because I don't want to be in the produce and reproduce industry model. And this would make me so angry because I couldn't articulate it. I'd be like, it's white, male, passive income guru people. And then eventually, it was just white, guru, passive income people. <laughs> and now it's just guru, passive income people. Um, as, it start, as it just spreads across, like, it doesn't matter now. It started out white male, and then it was just white. Uh, um, because the white females got on board and then everybody else is allowed to get on board. Like it's like a, I don't know what happened. It's not a fuck. I'm just observing the shitty model passing. Like I can see the model passing from Tony Robbins to the next generation, to the next generation, to the next generation. And Tony Robbins is just using as an archetype of, dominant male who's figured it out is going to tell you what to do and is going to teach you how to reproduce the system that he's created does that make sense i'm not trying to draw any lines other than that is not interesting to me it's just fucking not interesting to me period and the deep scars that i have from engaging with that model about 10 years ago are the next the the post Tony Robbins when a white woman leads the produce and reproduce model um and I don't want to stay there I don't want to talk about produce and reproduce anymore I just want to be able to draw that distinction that the people that I am drawn to the people that I'm like I lean forward so hard that I can't like I can't get any closer to, to in, in, at a soul level to listening to what they have to say. They are creating. It's not produce and reproduce. It's create. So here's what happens now. Do you ever, have you ever found, maybe you haven't, it's okay, but here's what I've found and I feel kind of silly about it, um, that you have thousands and thousands of hours of experience at a thing and once you've done it for a decade or so, you're like, holy shit, holy shit. So I'm sitting at the end of business coaching, right? There's that angst you can hear, uh, in uh, the Holy Bumble episode. There, it's true angst. I am incapable of acting. It's the best worst thing about me is that I can't make my face do anything other than express how I feel. <laughs> I'm a terrible actress. <laughs> so 
the holy bumble, you hear angst. I don't know what's coming next. I can tell you exactly at what date all my contracts run out and my money dries up. And I don't know what's coming next. You can, it, that is real. And that is true. And I am still waking up at 4 a.m. most mornings just kind of writhing around. And what the fuck am I even doing? If I'm being very honest. And also, in those past eight weeks, I have realized that I have had over thousands of hours with hundreds of people. I have had deep, 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 deep secret, confidant level, therapist level access to people's businesses, their minds, their thoughts, their dreams, their realities, and their struggles. The number of times that I have been called a therapist instead of a coach is really, 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 really high. And the reason I'm not a therapist is because then I would go to school and produce. (laughs) Somebody produced, right? And then I would reproduce. And I would reproduce. And I would reproduce. And I would spend the next decades of my life using whatever I learned in school to then reproduce those. Like, it's not... It's not that therapy's bad or wrong. It's just that I know it's not for me to become a therapist in the traditional way. Because what I've been doing in my strange creation mode instead is getting access. And by ver- to like the back door to many, 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 many people's businesses. And what I found... If you imagine me just kind of like knocking at the back door of the business where there's this like quiet like. And you're like, here are all the things that are wrong about my business. And you, you're really honest about them. And you have this your secret shame list. And then I go to someone else's business. Just imagine it like a neighborhood. And I go and I knock on their door and they say, these are all the things that are wrong about my business. I have secret shame about all these things. And there's a list. Okay. And there's always tears. And I go to the next one. And I say, what is wrong with your business? And they say, these are all the things that are wrong about my business. It's the same fucking list. It's the same list. It's the same list. And I've sat with it. I want you to get the gravity of this. I have sat with it for 10 years. I've been a business coach for 10 years. And it is only very recently that I was like, holy shit, this list is the same. What I have been trying to resolve one-on-one, person by person, and making progress, and being effective, and increasing income, and increasing visibility, and increasing confidence, and having fantastic results one-on-one-on-one-on-one is like, wait a fucking minute here. There's something else at play. Those lists of your secret shame about your business, if they were truly like a wild phenomena, they wouldn't all be the same. And they wouldn't be all the same at this deep soul level. What I have had over the course of the past 12, 13 years is a secret insight into all of the ways 
that good girl conditioning, kneecaps, people who were conditioned as women from being successful in business. Let me say that again. I've had thousands of hours of backdoor secret, 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 secret shame access. To women's businesses. And I can identify 10 to 12 universals that every single woman experiences as a result of being kneecapped by good girl conditioning. And I actually don't know if kneecapped is a universal word. So kneecapped, I think, is a mob term. For when you somebody's walking, you just like have a bat or a stick and just beat the crap out of that, like from the backs of their knees. You just take them out at the knees. You just beat the crap out of them. They fall down because nobody can handle a baseball bat to the knees. And then you run away. That's what good girl conditioning does to a woman's ability to run a business. And then I would be like, but I didn't know that, right? Because there's no fucking billboard that says that. And the the white male guru complex is unaware that this exists because they're white male well, they're males actually race doesn't matter they're males and they are not subject to good girl conditioning so i would i've only had a few male clients because men listen to men and women listen to men or women the last male client that i had and i love him sent me a note that said, I've had the best year. Like it was a year long contract. The year comes up. I'm like, do you want to renew? And he says, I've only listened to about half of what you've told me. And I've had my best year ever. I think I'm good. What? Again and again and again, when I've had relationships, not relationships, but workshop relationships with in, in mixed gender, um, places, uh, live events, workshops, uh, conferences, any place that um, men and women are both learning from me at the same time. The males go, Brr. that's the sound of a creature moving very fast. And the females go, and like slowly they get there. Why is that? Why is that? I'm me. I'm teaching the same material. I'm going two plus two is four. Two plus two is four. It should not matter if you have a, <laughs> it shouldn't matter what your genitalia is doing. If two plus two equals four, then you get it or you don't. Cause I'm a teacher and I'm clearly teaching it effectively because the men are just scooting right through and doing amazing things. What is wrong with me as a teacher? This is where it, because self attack that I can't get women to do the same thing. So I'm telling you somewhere in the angst of uh, the, the past eight to 12 weeks of like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's emerged that like, oh my God, the reasons no one's talking about this is because I doubt that there's another soul on earth who has spent more than a decade really, really, really listening and taking notes and appreciating this particular phenomena and it's invisible on purpose because as long as it exists and we can't name it and deal with it it will continue to hinder us
That's just how it works, right? If there's an invisible fence, but, and it hurts when you touch it, but you can't see it. You have no evidence that it exists because like, look at it. There's no, there's no like wires. There's no ropes. There are no little poles. There's no little sign that says invisible fence. Like, why does it hurt when I walk across there? And because women are trained to like, it must just be me. Must just be me. I am the only one that feels hurt when I touch that place. I am the only one that found the invisible fence, so it must just be me. Everyone else seems to be fine. So we take this thing that is universal. We cry these tears that I have sat through over and over and over and over again with so much love. There's no judgment there. It's just realizing, like, when you look back over a long arc of time, oh my God, good girl tears are very predictable. Because you're coming up against these places where your conditioning is, is harming you and it hurts. So good girl tears are very predictable. And I want to s- devote the rest of this year to A, having enough time to extract what I know and my experiences from my being and into some form that is easily digestible for others because I'm committed to being a teacher and I'm committed to sharing everything I know about what I've seen, which is significant. And there's a part of me that's just lo- looking around going, why doesn't everybody talk about this? Why doesn't everyone know that this exists? Why hasn't anyone exposed this? Because kelp, no one else has spent thousands of hours in a therapist adjacent capacity for business owners, particularly females, watching them struggle in these very particular, very universal ways. And I want my work from this year to be exposing the places that feel those tears, feel those feelings. You are correct in feeling them. You are being harmed by your conditioning. But also, this is not a you problem. This is not a one person problem. This is not a go to your therapist and talk about this thing because it's only you that's having this and no one else. There's an isolating factor that I want to remove. That when you put 10 women in a room and talk about the, the behavior that frustrates them the most about themselves, it will inevitably be a product of good girl conditioning. That's just how it is. And I've tried for that to not be true. Like, I've tr- like I have gone at, like, explicitly looking for, at, like, trying, testing a theory. Like, is this right? Is this right? Is this right? Tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me where I'm wrong. And what I get back is, holy shit, you're right. And what's funny about this, and this is a very Brene Brown quality without having, without doing like the rigorous statistical research and the data points is that I've been collecting data points all this time. I just haven't been collecting them in this formal outward academic research providing way. Like my soul has been collecting them. There's like an aggregate form that has been collecting in my soul. And then I found... Kasha Urbaniak's work and she was describing good girl conditioning and I was like holy Jesus you have just named the thing and it's about a year of working two years of working with that concept that was like oh my god the good girl conditioning as it relates to women in business which I don't see anyone else talking about is killer And what it's killer for is your sense of your ability to do as you wish and be as successful as you would like in the world.
And it's really painful. It's really painful to witness. Um, and it's really painful to experience. Because, of course, in order to have a business, I have to clear those good girl points. And I have to continue to clear them. Like, there's no, there's no there there. I don't know of any woman on the face of the planet that has 100% eliminated good girl conditioning from her being. And I'm using woman here as if you had a vagina issued to you at birth, the odds of you having received good girl conditioning are 100%, regardless of your gender identity now. Because that's just how it is. I've never met a person who was given a vagina at birth and received good girl conditioning who did not receive a very, very, very specific set of actions of this is how we do it. This is how we don't do it. It varies by nation. It varies by region. It varies by religion. It varies by age you were born. But it is 100% an inevitability. of the, That's just how it is. You were given these constrictions and you must operate within them. And I am interested in creating spaces, places, experiences, events, rooms where we break free of the constrictions and do badass shit together. And I don't mean badass like, oh my God, we took a weekend away for ourselves. I mean, badass, like change the fucking planet. I mean, badass, like reclaim this whole fucking system from capitalism. I mean, badass, like stop these shitty systems of produce and reproduce. Like, can I tell you how successful you are right now? Here's how successful you are right now. Carl, my accountant, was like, Kristen, you're doing great. And I was like, why am I doing great at our year end tax meeting? And he was like, because we have a client this year that spent $390,000 on Tony Robbins trainings and we had to have an intervention. So just the fact, this is, this is Carl, my very Mormon accountant. He is as straight laced as they come. Just the fact that you have not spent $390,000 on Tony Robbins trainings makes you a success. <laughs> this is why I keep Carl. And I extend that to you. Just the fact that you have not spent $390,000 on Tony Robbins trainings last year makes you a success. And the good girl who just appeared in my head was like, you really can't go this hard on Tony Robbins. I'm like, yes, I fucking can. Yes, I fucking can. It is the produce reproduce model and the I have it. I'll tell you exactly how to get it in six to eight easy steps. And if you want more access to it because my first program didn't do it, you just pay for more access to me and then you pay for more access to me and then you pay for more access to me and then we grow on a cruise together, the ultimate, and you get to pay for more access to me. Bullshit. I call bullshit on all of that. If you gave me Tony Robbins life, I would sell it off and make my own life immediately. Because I'm here to create. I'm not here for produce and reproduce. I'm really not. And being able to distinguish between those two things is beautiful. So, if you are a person who is very, 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 very happy, produce, reproduce, produce, reproduce, produce, reproduce, become a blah, move up the ladder, take part in the hierarchy, like, that's an option. And I had to explore that option really, 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 really thoroughly. I had to go all the way into it. I had to, so many tens of thousands of dollars to explore that. Just like marriage. 
I had to go all the way into it, really explore it, and then come out of it. So there's no judgment there. If you need to go into that process, do. It's very alluring, and they have the sexiest marketing. Produce and reproduce systems have the sexiest goddamn marketing on the face of the planet. Because if if what you do is make a thing once and then reproduce it for the next 20 years, you just refine and 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 refine the marketing, Right? bored. I'm so fucking bored. I can't do it. I want to create spaces, places, experiences that allow women to clear the bullshit good girl conditioning kneecap process and then go and make fucking amazing, incredible things in the world free of the limiting factors that all of us carry. Does that make sense? And for once... For once, I'm convinced that only I have the experiences necessary at this time to be able to do this work in the world. That I, this is the unique, perfectly suited path. And that because I haven't been involved in doing what I do in a produce and reproduce cycle, I am freer to move about my life and the world and capitalism than I ever have before. And also that's terrifying. And I know exactly what days the the money's going to run out. It's an and, but there's something here that I want to create that I've never seen before. And I always want to create things I've never seen before. And the other piece of it that I feel is important to voice because soon it will have specs and a sales page. Specs like specifications. It'll have specifications. It'll have a sales page. It'll have, um, you know, compelling reasons for you to join. It'll, it'll have, a, you know, price point and payment plans. That's, that's inevitable. But at this point, before that exists, in the deepest intimacy that it's possible to share with another living being, I just want to hold it in imagination and give it space and say that if there's something you've been like calling forth and it's taking a while, I'm with you and you know, it's for you, but it would be easier to do that other thing that you see over there that everyone else is doing. I'm with you and you feel compelled from a place deep within you that doesn't make logical sense. I'm with you and you sort of secretly accrued a bunch of skills that no one else has or a perspective that no one else can see at this moment. I'm with you. If you don't want to take Gary Vee's advice ever, I'm, <laughs> I'm so fucking with you. <laughs> if the vague sense that you should make passive income is with you, but it isn't all that appealing, but you feel like it should be appealing, I'm with you. And the other part of it is that that silence, um, that that capacity for silence that I have, which is you can't imagine my capacity for silence. It's, it's enormous and vast. The other thing I want to do with this year and what you will see coming from me is a commitment to show up and speak for you. And I don't mean speak on a stage. I just mean speak. Like perhaps it will be poetry. Perhaps it will be prose. Perhaps it will be podcasts. Uh, perhaps it'll be all three. Um, it'll be hol- holding containers. Um, just no matter what's going on, I speak 
because there's a portal that's opening here. There's a portal that is open with my, my mother um, going through what she's going through and seeing the very worst of good girl conditioning rear its ugly head. I mean, it is wow. And then there's this other portal of as she steps through that portal from life to whatever is next, I want to step through the portal from being an independent woman, being the one at the, you can only get what you get if you get it by yourself and you can't rely on others to help you or support you. Or if you do rely on them to support you, it's going to be pretty small, you know, like five bucks, five minutes kind of things. I want to give up independent women. I want to become a part of a thriving, gorgeous group of people who are dedicated to clearing these bullshit, kneecapping, horrific, good girl conditioning bits in order to make something that is magical together. Because what I know about clearing good girl conditioning is that you, you can try and do it all by yourself. I've been doing that for a long time, not knowing what it was, not having a name for it. But it's way easier together because you immediately clear the guilt and shame of this is only me. It's not only you. I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise. And the ways that it fucks with you as you begin to have a business, to build a business, to maintain a business, to run a business, and to continue to evolve your business... If it's not cleared, it never goes away. Um, it will continue to really harm you. And I want to remove those harms so that you have a far greater chance of success, no matter what you do and no matter which systems you choose to be a part of. That's what I want. For you and for me and for us. I want to show up and tell you what I know, which is significant and important and gorgeous and beautiful. And I want you to have a space where you're sharing of your most intimate secret shames that when I come to the back door and knock on them, you tell me what these, their 10 shames are. I want you to see how truly, truly universal they are and then begin to clear them together. That's what I want to do. It's going to be called the innermost because you get access to my innermost to all the way down, all the way in, all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way. The secret, secret heart of me. And in that place, you will find, inevitably, I promise, so many thousands of hours of witnessing the universals that we're all facing as women, as people who are conditioned as women, regardless of your gender identity now. So that's me. And if you want to do that work one-on-one at an outrageously cheap price relative to what's coming... The Imaginarium, kristenkelp.com slash The Imaginarium. And uh, listen to The Deeper Dive if, that's, if it's interesting to you to work with me one-on-one to clear this nonsense and to, to really break your life wide open in ways you can't even imagine from where you are right now. kristenkelp.com slash The Imaginarium. And I'll see you in Dublin. Otherwise, keep an eye out for the innermost. There's going to be some good stuff coming. But I wanted you to have this last bit of the wrestling before, uh, before the, the marketing and the unveiling and the, the presenting and the conjoling begins. I want you to really have the essence of it. And I want you to have it 
in a way that gives you permission to be exactly as you are and to love exactly what you love, even if that's Tony Robbins. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for listening. I have enjoyed you, um, your presence with me here, knowing that you're here. May you just trust me on this one, that your secret backdoor list of shames about your business, there are universal elements of that. I promise. Oh my God, I promise. I've seen it so much and I'm ready to do something about it. May you trust the deepest sense that you're here to create, if that's what you feel. May you trust those instincts that are trying to birth something that isn't clear and can't be found on Pinterest and isn't a reproduction of anything else. It's only yours. May you find those and bring them forward. May you follow the path wherever it leads, especially if it's weird and quirky and never been done before. May you not give in to the belief that it's all been done. Baby, it has not. It has not, I promise. May you get yourself some fresh air, some sunshine. Some really kind words from yourself to yourself. May you believe that what is inherently deep within you, your innermost, that it's worthy of being explored. May you find safe people to share that with. And may you fall more deeply in love with your own sense of expression and creation than ever before. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do Everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.